all salespeople. I'm calling all salespeople. Get prepared for a slim, bald-headed brother with skills. Wearing a tailored suit, polished shoes, and gold watch. Last seen in Atlanta, boarding a plane, on his way to do another training. Sales pros, tighten up. Good morning, sales pros, and welcome to episode 59 of the Sales is Simple podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tamon Jamison, and we are back once again to get some information on how we can continue to be professionals and or transition into professional salesmanship for those who are still in sales amateur status. Now, before we get started, if you have not subscribed to the Sales is Simple podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast on. And for some more in-depth training, go ahead and register for the Sales Pro Academy at salespro.academy. You can also go to my website, opportunitydevelopmentllc.com, and click on the Sales Pro Academy tab. So you saw the title on this week's episode, What Competition? And I put that in as a question mark because as a sales professional, you don't really get intimidated by quote-unquote competition because as you get into more of a professional atmosphere and you get more structured with being a professional, you realize that there are not a lot of salespeople in whatever industry you're in or in the industry of sales in general who are professionals. So I'm going to illustrate that point by reading all some sales statistics from the National Sales Executive Association. And as I start reading this, a lot of you will get familiar with having seen this before. You've probably seen it on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. If you're in any kind of sales forms or anything like that, it usually has a blue background with white letters and it just reads off sales statistics. But this will give you an insight on what I mean by there's really not much competition in whatever industry you're in. So the first line says, 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. Next line, 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. 12% of salespeople only make three contacts and stop. Only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact, and 80% of sales are made on the fifth to twelfth contact. So let's dig into that a little bit because it falls right in line with what I've been talking about on the sales is simple approach. Not only setting yourself apart in the beginning, but also setting up your next sale. So looking at the first part where they talk about how much follow-up that people actually do in sales. And again, this is the source is the National Sales Executive Association. So 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect. Almost half of your competition, and it may include you if you have not subscribed to following up with people yet, nearly half of the salespeople in any industry never follow up with a prospect. They never call them back. They never send them an email. They never send them a text. They never send them a letter, a thank you card, a DM on social media, nothing. They try their best to get the sale done the very first time. And they're such transactional in nature that if they don't get the customer to say yes right then, they just move on and go to the next person. So think about half of the people who have been involved with a salesperson never get a follow-up call. 
So there's a big opportunity for you right there to just follow up with somebody. Say you're in an industry like you're in car sales or someone who is shopping for a real estate agent and they are looking at several different companies. They're looking at several different dealerships, several different agents, and they meet you, they talk to you, they decide they don't want to make a decision right then and they want to keep shopping and they go meet, let's say, three other people. So out of the four salespeople that they've encountered, including yourself, there's a very high possibility that nobody's going to follow up with them. So all you have to do is follow up and you already a leg up against the competition because they have not heard from any of those other three agents, any of those other three salespeople. And just by you following up, you've already got a leg up on the competition. Now, going along right down to the next line where it says 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. All right, so let's say you have those, you know, you're competing against those three other salespeople and you happen to call somebody, call that customer to do the follow-up. One other person calls them to do the follow-up because they said 48% of the people never make a call to do any kind of follow-up after they meet with the prospect the first time. So two of you actually make a, a phone call and you say, all right, I'm going to follow up with this customer to see if I can get them back in, see if I can get back in front of them, see if I can answer any questions. At this point, according to this source, statistics say that that other salesperson is not going to call them back a second time. So if you make that next follow-up call, you would fall into that 25% of people who make that next follow-up call and you reach out to them a second time. Again, no competition. You are just simply showing the customer that throughout that connection you've had with them through the setting yourself apart phase and asking the right questions phase, if you even got no further than that, you are letting the customer know that you've cherished the time that you guys had, that you are really interested in helping them in their situation, so much so that you will continue to follow up with them and ask them if they have any questions, try to get them back in, convince them, and show them that what you have to offer, not just you personally, but from your offering, is going to solve a problem or make their lives better. Now, here's where it gets interesting, and the statistics just go even further. And, and I'm repeating this because, you know, I went through it a little fast in the beginning. But 12% of salespeople only make three contacts and stop. All right, so the more contacts you make with a client or a prospective client, the less competition you have. Because salespeople are lazy. All right, we can all agree to the fact that we are lazy and we don't like making follow-up calls. Because we have not been structured and trained on how to make follow-up calls, when to make follow-up calls, and what to say when we get answer machines and or when we get a customer on the phone, we don't like rejection. So we'd rather not make a call than to get an answer machine or have somebody tell us I'm not interested anymore as if we just can leave them out in space and just by some outside force, they're going to say, you know what, this person never called me again, but I want to go back and do business with them. That's not how it works. All right? You have got to stay in the minds of your customer. And depending on the sales cycle and how quick it is, for instance, in the, in the uh, examples that I just gave, if you're working in a car dealership, you may, can make a sale within four hours. If you're selling homes, it may take you a year to four years, depending on where the customer's credit situation is, how much, um, how many homes you have to show them, research, things of that nature. So depending on your sales cycle, you may be eliminating a lot of competition the more you stay in contact with the customer. So it's very vital that you are that one that is staying in touch with them, following up with them, 
setting yourself apart very easily by just being the person who's following up with them, okay? And we all know, we work with salespeople, fellow salespeople, we've been around different salespeople, and we know that people don't make follow-up calls, okay? We've done it ourselves. We've all been guilty of not following up with a customer or taking a couple days where we say, you know what, I don't feel like calling anybody today. I'm just going to see what kind of new customers I can run into today, if I can get some new prospects and generate some new business, not knowing that we have some low-hanging fruit in the people who we have already built a relationship with and started to communicate with, and all we have to do is stay in touch with them, follow up with them, and we can get them back in to buy whatever we're selling. Now, I want to remind you guys about a previous episode where I talked about following up with somebody until they buy or die. And we want to continue to follow up because people have lives. All right. Your product or your service that you're trying to sell them is not the only thing that they have going on in their lives right now. They have a job or business to run. They have work they have to do. They have family responsibilities. They have hobbies that they want to do, vacations that they're going on, emergencies that come up. Things happen. Okay, so it's not up to them to stay in touch with you and to keep you in their mind. It's up to you to continue to follow up with the customer on a regular basis. And when I mean a regular basis, I don't mean every single day or every single hour. It depends on the customer who you are dealing with, as well as the product or service that you're selling. You just need to stay in regular contact with that customer in order for them to realize that when things kind of slow down in their lives and they get back to a point where they say, you know what, I do need to go ahead and make that decision that you're the only person that they think about and you're the only person whose contact information they have because you continue to stay in touch with them. So make sure that you're the one who is following up with the customer. Now, moving down to the second part of this uh, photo or, or these statistics where they talk about when sales are made, all right, the first line saying 2% of sales are made on the first contact, okay? Now, I don't necessarily agree with that, all right? Now, if you look at the totality of the sales industry, maybe, okay? Because there are a lot of sales amateurs out there, but just in my personal experiences of people I've been around, salespeople I've trained, who I've worked with, who I've managed and led, 2% is a little low, but the fact is that I can agree with them that a very small percentage of sales are made on the first contact, okay? And the point that they're making is that as you make more contacts, your closing ratio increases. According to this source, again, the National Sales Executive Association, the second contact takes you up to 3% closing ratio, third contact up to 5%. 10% once you get to four contacts, and then you have an 80% closing ratio between five and 12 contacts, okay? Again, those numbers may be a little skewed, a little high, a little low, but the fact of the matter is, as you continue to speak with customers and get in contact with them, and not just leaving messages, I mean, actually get in contact with them. They come in for another appointment. They actually pick up the phone. They respond back to a text message. As those contacts increase, so does your closing ratio, assuming that you are following up with them, as they mentioned in the first half of that picture, where the more you follow up, the more opportunities that you have to set yourself apart because other salespeople, amateur salespeople, are falling by the wayside and they're saying, you know what, I don't need to call this person anymore. They didn't buy on the first try. They're not picking up the phone the second time I called them. Let me go ahead and wipe my hands of them, move on and try to find somebody else. Okay, so this is why I named this title of this episode, What Competition? 
a lot of salespeople feel like that they have competition within their area, within their store, within their industry, within their state, within their country, wherever their region is, that they have competition. And I want to reassure you that if you follow the sales a simple approach, the amount of competition that you have is astronomically lower than what you think it is. Okay, give you an example of people who do networking and get out and actually um, attend Chamber of Commerce meetings, Rotary Clubs, maybe some social events within their community. And when they walk in, they realize, okay, well, I'm an insurance agent, but there's going to be more insurance agents here. I'm a real estate agent and there's going to be a lot of real estate agents here. Or I work in car sales and this this is a, a car dealership meeting or conference. So there's going to be nothing but car dealership salespeople here. Based on the stats that I just gave you, who cares, all right? Because there is a very slim chance that anybody else in that room, and I want you to think about it like this, there is a very slim chance that anybody in that room is going to be as professional as you. If you walk in with that kind of confidence, and it's not being cocky, but if you're confident enough to know that you are more professional than anybody else who you're going to encounter in the same space that you're in, you're going to be more professional than any other salesperson in that industry that your customer encounters, then you will not be intimidated when you're in a room full of people who do the same thing that you do. You will not be intimidated by somebody saying, hey, I got to go talk to another salesperson or I'm talking to another company or another salesperson because you have such a professional aura about you. You've connected with them so well. You've addressed their issues so well that you just, you don't have any fear. And when you get to that point, that also comes across to the customer. All right. Customers can sense when they are dealing with an amateur. And when they start throwing out things like, um, I'm pitting you against another, you know, company, or they're taking a phone call from another salesperson while they're in front of you. None of that will get you rattled. All right. Because you will stick to what you know, you will continue to be a professional. You will continue to connect with them. You continue to walk through the process and you won't see that other person on the phone as competition. So make sure that you keep in mind that being a professional eliminates all the sales amateurs who think that they can compete with you and don't get frustrated or don't get upset when you feel like somebody may be a competitor to you, whether it's another company or another salesperson. Follow the sales a simple approach, and there are only going to be a small amount of sales professionals in your industry. So all you got to do is worry about them. And I wouldn't even worry about them. You just continue to hone your craft, get better at what you do, and those people will become irrelevant. I mean, just take a look around. Look at the people you work with. Look at the people who have come in and out of the doors of the company that you work for. Look at the turnover. Look at the people who didn't make it. Look at the people around you who are amateurs. And there are a small percentage of you. You may be the only professional within your company. And that's fine. All right. But I want you to take that same statistic, look at it the way it is in your company and expound that out to your entire industry. All right. If you're the only sales professional in a group of 15 salespeople, then that same statistic and that same percentage is magnified on a bigger scale. All right. There are going to be a lot less of you that you have to compete with when dealing with the same customer or the same set of customers. All right. So. Don't get intimidated by others in your field, guys. Don't worry about any competition. Just keep getting better. 
keep honing your craft as a sales professional and customers will gravitate to you because they will see right from the beginning and once you start doing your follow-up that you are a person who they want to give their money to, you're a person who they want to refer their business to, and you're a person who they want to come back and do business with over and over and over again. So guys, thank you again for another chance to share some sales strategies with you, give you some tips on how to become a professional, on how to gain more sales, on how to close more deals, and how not to worry about any quote-unquote competition out there in the marketplace. I look forward to talking to you again next week, same time. And until then, always remember that the best way to get what you want is by giving others what they want. 